What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This summer, click into cordless power with Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot. Tackle more than half an acre of grass with the convenience and gas-like power of the Ryobi 40-volt battery-powered mower. And keep your flower beds looking fresh with the 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Then clear leaves and debris with the 40-volt leaf blower. No cords, no gas, no hassle. Click into Memorial Day savings happening now at the Home Depot and on homedepot.com. How doers get more done. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome to Movie Crush, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Mini Crush with Noel and Chuck. Ah, oh, Chuck. How you doing? I'm good. You know, it's been a, it's been a couple days. <laughs> yeah, so uh, this will come out Monday. By this time, we will probably have a uh, pretty decisive view of who the president will be. Mm. Uh, I started to relax yesterday, to be honest. Same. Once I saw the math, but uh, we were supposed to record on Wednesday morning. And I was really hungover and really not in the mood <laughs> to be fun on the show. I so we it. pushed it a day, which I think was the right move. Oh, I think you're absolutely right, Chuck. I, I, you know, yesterday was good. I, I took a Xanax and had a bath and just sort of disconnected <laughs> a little bit. And uh-huh. uh, it was good. I, I, felt a, I felt a lot more zen. My dreams good. were not nightmarish, Trumpian ghouls coming for me. So, yeah, that's great. Yeah. I uh, yeah. If you don't want to hear us talk politics, turn it off for the next couple of minutes. Um, but it looks like things are are going in uh, Mr. Biden's favor, and uh, there Georgia. We'll in the next couple of hours in real time, we might even know if Georgia flipped. I have a feeling we might come up a little bit short. Yeah. But hey, dude, you never know. I mean, either way, look, here, my, my big thing is just the razor thin margins on this whole thing have blown me away. Not that I was expecting like a landslide. I mean, I, I know what, what the score is, but yeah. it's just so close that I'm like, really? Like, really? Like, have you been yeah. paying attention? Like, if it, uh, but the Georgia thing is kind of heartening because I don't know that Super it's ever been this close. And it's nice to it know that my vote sort of went somewhere. <laughs> You know, yeah. I mean, if Georgia flips, this will be the first time we've gone blue since uh, Clinton 1.0. Yep. So that's that was a long time ago. Um, and you know, it's just heartening to see people. There are uh, on my neighborhood Facebook page. There are 
people literally trying to track down the four people in our neighborhood who need their <laughs> mail-in ballots to get, cured. Yeah, cured. I'd never heard that term before, by the way. Oh, really? I, I love that. Yeah. Uh, it's also kind of strange. But yeah, I guess that means if something doesn't match up, a signature, there's an error yeah. or something, you can call in and give a couple of pieces of ID you know, virtually, and then they make it right. Yeah, and dude, that's why, to be honest, that was one of the big reasons why I didn't vote by mail was because, well, two reasons. One is I didn't want any... Uh, I didn't want to be a part of any of the shenanigans of uh, what was sure to come, which is now actually happening, Mm -hmm. uh, which is people saying mail-in votes are fraudulent. So I was like, I'm going to vote in person. But the other thing is my signature never looks the same. And I have no idea what it looked like whenever the heck I registered to vote. Totally. I guarantee you I couldn't match it. Yeah. No, it's true. Um, I did. I did the early voting thing and felt great about it. And it was super quick and uh, efficient. Yeah, I'm looking at the thing now. It looks like Georgia. It looks like we're 99 percent reporting. Um, but we're, we're still not at 50 percent on either side. Like we're 49.2 for Biden, 49.6. So there's going to be recounts mm, either way, it close. sounds like. Uh, but Noel, moving on from politics. Yes, yes please. We. Uh, we celebrated our our crush anniversary yesterday or I two know. days ago. I know on uh, on election day that was three years, baby. Three? I didn't realize it was three. My God, three years. That's amazing. And, uh, I made a nice post about it. And, I saw uh, it. It was very lovely. When, when you were but a but a fledgling, you weren't a fledgling, but you were uh, for movie crush. You were a fledgling editor. I, I hadn't developed arms or legs yet at that point. I was just sort of like a torso with little nubs. Like uh, that's right. Yeah. You were on other shows. Though, I was. You on just other weren't shows. on this show. No. And now, Noel, you're. Uh, I can't shake you. You're like a. <laughs> you're like a, a sick vote that needs to be cured. It's true. I need to be cured. You know, it's funny. I was. I, I get reached out to occasionally by listeners on Instagram and are uh, followed and. I, I don't follow everyone back, but if it's like a cool artist or there's something interesting about your page, I, I'll follow you back. And this guy, Atlanta artist, uh, followed me, Pack the Ripper. Um, really, really cool stuff, like kind of psychedelic graffiti-ish type art. But he mm-hmm. was talking about how he's been listening to stuff they don't want you to know since the beginning and listening to uh, this show since the beginning. And that it oh, like nice. has gotten him through some, like quote, dark times. Yeah. Um, so that's always cool to hear when people actually reach out and and let you know that, you know, oh, we're not just shouting into the abyss all the time. So that was nice. Yeah. The abyss, Noel. The abyss. You shout into the <laughs> abyss and the abyss shouts back. You know, I think uh, the movie The Abyss kind of holds up. Except for the silvery CGI effects. I don't know about those. Oh, really? I think it, it doesn't look too bad. Maybe you're right. I haven't seen it. All I know is that was sort of the proto T-1000. And yeah. I think even those effects in Terminator 2 don't hold up as, as well as some of the other aspects of that movie. So I just assumed. But then you're right. It is much more of like an amorphous, blobby, specific thing yeah. in, in the abyss. I mean, I'll give it a chance. How do you feel about these uh, this this new avatar series like 15 20 years after the original do you think anyone's gonna care chuck oh well um i can sum up my feeling in five words and all okay i don't give a shit okay there you go <laughs> <laughs> i really don't care man i uh i know there are some people that stand by avatar and really love that movie and are like what are you talking about we care i am of the belief that there has never been a movie that made so much money that people cared so little about a year later 
Yeah, I mean, it was it was it was definitely like super. It was at that time where there were some like good 3D movies. Like, what was it? Gravity that made good use of 3D. I, I am of the mind. I think we're on the same page that 3D is sort of a bullshit uh, gimmick. And I'm I, not into it, it unless it's uh, animated. That's right. And 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 so Gravity was like, oh, this is like a ride, and it actually has good acting, and it was cool. Avatar kind of felt like that to me. Um, but you're right. It was just so forgettable. And to like I hang so. your hat as a filmmaker like James Cameron, maybe he's got some magic up his sleeve. But I just, you know. Yeah. You know, my deal with James Cameron is I think he makes some really fun, pretty great movies at times. But I don't think he's a great writer. I think he could bring in a screenwriter to really make these take these movies over the top. But um, I do want to see more from him. But I don't want to see more Avatar, though. Like, I wish... He hadn't spent whatever, how many years has he been working on these sequels that I think very few people really want? I mean, I'm going to see it. It's not like I'm going to boycott Avatar 2 and 3 or however many he's making. Uh, I'll check it out, and I'm, I'm sure they will look pretty amazing and stuff, but... I don't know, man. I know Kate Winslet's in it. That's Kate good. Winslet's in it. I've seen some like behind the scenes shots of her in some sort of diving tank with a weird cape or something. Like she, I, break, uh, she broke Tom Cruise's record. You saw that, right? For like free diving, breath holding. Yeah, for breath holding. Yeah, 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 yeah <laughs> She yeah, beat yeah. Tom Cruise by a full minute. I like Kate Winslet. She's a pistol. She's always. No, she's she always amazing. gives it her all. You know. Yeah, she's one of one of the best mm-hmm. actors of her generation. I think. I agree. Easily. I agree. And uh, a little easy on the eyes, you know. Not I mean? not hard on them. Whoa, that pretty never mind. lady. <laughs> it just said a thing. That, never mind. Just gloss on past that. I, I really loved Heavenly Creatures. To me, that is still my favorite of her performances, and it's like her one of her first and a great. Peter Jackson movie that people often forget about because it's not as Peter Jacksony as most Peter Jackson movies. I haven't seen that since it was out. I mean, I saw that early on, and geez, that was how many years ago was that, Noel? Oh, my 20 something years ago. Yeah. I mean, hundred percent. And it was, and I I, I apologize for not remembering her name, but her co-star in that film, um, Melanie Linsky, I think that's right. right. That's exactly right. She did not go on to be as big a star, but she has been very consistent in, in film and and TV, you know, ever since. Oh, she's great. Yeah. I think, I mean, she's wonderful. Mm -hmm. She's one of my favorites. She's been in, uh, she was in that uh, TV show with uh, Amanda Pete and Duplass. That was so good. Uh, that had too short of a run. I can't remember the name of it. It was really, really good. I think it was HBO. And uh, she's been in a couple of my favorite little indie movies. Uh, that's more the route she took, but I think she's wonderful. Big fan of Melanie Linsky. Yeah, agreed. Love it, Noel. Love it. Catching up. What else is happening, man? Well, I tell you, Noel, uh, I, I love October and Halloween a lot. Mm-hmm. And I love watching yeah. these scary movies that I've never seen before. Uh, finally, I don't think you were on the, um, the last round table, but I finally saw my first Rob Zombie movie. Um, I saw the house of a thousand corpses. That's one of the good ones. I think I enjoyed it. I'm going to see doubles rejects too. Yeah. I haven't seen and everyone I talked to said that the third one in that trilogy isn't really great. Right. Uh, and then I don't really care so much about his Halloween efforts. Uh, whatever. I'm just not a big remake guy guy you know yeah. like you got halloween you got your john carpenter halloween why do you need all these other halloweens um yeah. but devil's rejects is cool it's like uh he's he's got a genuine love for schlocky you know 70s yeah. cinema and he does a pretty good it. job of it and he's always just been an interesting guy i liked white zombie even their music videos and he was like anim- sure. he did weird animations and he's just an interesting dude he did a really cool yeah. sequence in the beavis and butthead movie when they're tripping uh on like acid i guess or they're in the desert and uh-huh. uh and then everything starts getting all Rob Zombified and Melty. Uh, that's pretty oh, cool. Mm-hmm. I didn't see that movie. Yeah. He was about to do America. 
Did not see that. Uh, but I do love, uh, I did love House of a Thousand Corpses. And I thought it, uh, his zeal for filmmaking really, you can tell he's a, a fan of film, making films, for which sure. is always a nice thing. For sure. Good stuff. But no, that is all to say. I am happy to be moving on from Halloween content on the mm-hmm. show. To Thanksgiving um, content exclusively, I'm sure, right? <laughs> yeah, there's only one Thanksgiving movie. Is there? No, there's there's what, a few. What even is it? It's, it's usually some like domestic dispute film where like family gets together for half for Thanksgiving and yells at each other. Yeah, I mean, there was obviously Planes, Trains, and Automobiles is probably the best example. That's true. Of a Thanksgiving movie. Uh, and there's been a couple of others, but it's not the biggest. People usually save their... Uh, filmmaking heartwarming filmmaking experiences for christmas this is true this is true it's another Let's thing too like th- like what even is thanksgiving decor like the the stores go straight from halloween leap right for christmas there's no in between you know yeah yeah and the reason i got stumbly there and is because i almost said save their christmas load <sighs> that's okay that's the thing but that that seemed weird and vaguely sexual. It's you know that's a, a load is like that's like what Santa Claus carries around his presents in. It's his Christmas load. <laughs> I saw the uh, this morning there was a, a garbage. The headline was uh, "Garbage Truck on East Ponce," which is a big thoroughfare here in Atlanta. Garbage truck on East Ponce catches fire, dumps flaming load. Yes, and I was like, "Flaming load." That's oh, a band name. It sure is. Boy. Yeah, the slightly more aggressive uh, spiritual successor to the Flaming Lips. Right. Uh-huh. Flaming Load flaming. opens for Flaming Lips. I love it. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for the eligible bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then... Fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. So, Noel, we are moving on in the best possible way. We're only going to do one thing in this uh, in this first episode. Okay. Uh, and then in addition to the uh, stream this at the end. But we are going to talk about, where is it? I've got too many tabs open, Noel. We're going to go down and find out. Because on Tuesday, or I'm sorry, on Wednesday when we were supposed to record, it was the birthday of a little actor by the name of Matthew McConaughey. Turns out he's only three feet tall. <laughs> He is almost my age. I didn't realize that. I thought he was a few years older, but he's about a year and three months older uh, by the calendar. All right, all right, all right, all right. And by the way, did you know that Dave Chappelle was canvassing my neighborhood the other night, door to door? I saw that he was in town because uh, Killer Mike posted there was like some kind of private comedy show that he did here in town. Well, he's doing SNL this weekend, so he did like three warm up shows. Okay. In Atlanta, and they weren't private. They were just super exclusive because of COVID. Yeah, they were also pretty indoorsy looking and not particularly social deed. But uh, Yeah, because everyone had to have a COVID test. Oh, there you go. He That's... tested. They did rapid testing on everyone that came in the door, which right is a pretty smart way to do it. That is a smart way to do it. But yeah, he was canvassing. He was voter canvassing going door to door in Kirkwood and Eastlake. That's pretty cool. That would have been a, a, a hoot to open the door and have old Dave there. It was, I was definitely peeking out my door. Mm-hmm. I doubt if he would have come to my house, but you never know. No, you never know. All right, Noel. So uh, Matthew McConaughey's birthday. I just asked the crushers very simply, what's your favorite role? How do you feel about the man? I, I feel great about the man. Um, I, I've always sort of thought that maybe he lacked a little range, but he, he's, he's proven that not to be the case. He's, he's got, uh, he's got some, definite chops like you know obviously like won an oscar for dallas buyers club Mm -hmm. um i loved him in true detective i think that might be my favorite role of his true Uh, d true d the first one the og true d it's great um i don't know if i've mentioned this in the call before i actually had a call with him once for a podcast related thing and he he, it was just a phone call it wasn't a zoom or anything but um he was exactly as as you would think he was asking all these questions and um i got to chime in and like respond quite a few times to him and he was very easygoing and just wanted to know more about this whole podcast thing man you know (laughs) um and it was pretty cool we didn't end up doing it with him whatever it was uh but it was neat to uh to chat with him about it I love it, Noel. I didn't know that. You get to talk to a lot of cool people. I do. 
I'm sure he remembers you very oh, fondly. Oh, I'm as well. sure he does. I made a real impression, indelible. Remember, remember that guy, Noel. Yeah, I like, I like, I like the cut of his jib, man. You know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so true we're detective. Start off. True detective is my. I think I could say unequivocally say that is my favorite. Like, oh, Matthew is like at his Matthewist in, in, in the best way. Yeah, you know, I hate to be so on the nose here, Noel, but I got to go with Wooderson. I mean, I've liked him in so many roles, but. Iconic movie, iconic character. Uh, my story is when uh, that movie came out and he was an unknown, I was 1,000% convinced that he was a real dude right. and not an actor. Like I was like, oh man, Richard Linklater got this dude that hangs out in Austin and is not an actor to play this guy. And it's perfect. And it, then later on found out it was Matthew McConaughey like a year later once he became a little bit more of a, a known quantity. Right. And I didn't, I didn't know what to believe because it was pre-internet. And I was like, no, that wasn't that guy because he looked so different. And I went back and I was like, oh, my God, he's, he's a real actor. Totally shocked me. Isn't he an Austin guy, like, through and through? Or did I make that up? Like, he, he lives there I still. I think he's Texas. Is oh, he Austin? I thought he was for some reason. Like He may be. I know he's a big uh, University of Texas fan, which is out of Austin because he goes to those games and stuff. But, uh, yeah, he's, he's probably from the suburbs of Austin. Yeah. Would be my guess. Uh, but we're going to start off with Katie Walker here. She says, is my recollection right in remembering it is also your birthday, Chuck? Uh, no, it's not, Katie. God, I'm glad because I would have felt like a real <laughs> heel. No, my birthday's in March. Uh, but she says, Willis Newton in the Newton Boys. Very underrated role. Hmm. Newton Boys is fun. I don't know about the Newton Boys. Is that like a heist movie? Are they like a It was an, like another criminals? Richard Linklater movie. It oh. was a Western but yeah, Western, the Newton boys were bank robbers in the Old West. I think Ethan Hawke was in it, of course. He sure is. I, I'm, I do not recall it. Really quick sidebar, just before, I don't want to hold us up, but did, you know the movie Slacker, right? The Richard Linklater. Sure. I, um, you familiar with the Church of the Subgenius, Chuck? Oh yeah, of course. Bob so, Dobbs. Bob Dobbs, right. There's a documentary that just came out. Um, it's just called Bob Dobbs and the Church of the Subgenius. And I've had friends throughout my life that were really in, into that whole world. It's like a jokey kind of cult that also is a real cult, but it's a whole thing. Look it up, folks. Fascinating world. But uh, they have this concept in Subgenius called Slack, and that's mm. like what you want to have to attain Slack. And that is what Slacker was based on was a lot of these folks that Linklater knew who were early Subgenius folks, and that's kind of right. what he based those characters on. And the term Slackers came from Church of the Subgenius. I love it. Great movie. One of my favorites. That, that movie really opened my eyes to independent film back in the day. And, you know, the other little tidbit there, and I know you know this. Oops, let me turn that off. Is, uh, you know, the guy in the car with a loudspeaker driving around town, yipping and yapping? Mm -hmm. You know who that is? Mm, no. That's Alex Jones. Alex Jones, that's right. And he also makes an appearance in Waking Life as right. his more Alex Jonesy self. Because Alex Jones, like, originally was, he was a Texas like kind of shock jock or like, like uh, what's the word? Um, public access host. And he mm -hmm. sort of just was more of like a joke. And then he sort of leaned into this persona that he created. Some might became, say he's still a joke, Noel. Well, some would <laughs> certainly say that, and I would be one of them. But what I'm saying is he didn't take himself as seriously then as he maybe does now in terms of like, I am speaking the truth. He was yeah. more just playing sort of like a weirdo. Yeah, totally. Uh, Christopher Rennie says, Days and Confused is up there, of course, in Dallas Buyers Club, but nothing will ever be true detective. Uh, Nick Kelly, definitely true detective. Uh, our old pal Vanessa Lopez says, probably Sahara, movie I didn't see. Uh, admittedly, I haven't seen him in some of his more serious roles, 
But Sahara was a fun go-to sick day movie. Okay. I think it's like it's an kind of adventure, like an adventure romp kind of thing. Yeah, I didn't see that one. Uh, Norma Brunson says Mickey Holler from The Lincoln Lawyer. Did not see that. I've heard it was pretty good. Every time I hear that, though, I just think Lincoln Logs. I don't know why. Oh, yeah? I do know why. Because <laughs> it sounds like it. That's exactly right. Uh, Ashley M. Neville says, or Neville says, his performance in Interstellar was breathtaking. This is more all over the place than I thought, Noel. Yeah. Because I'm not even cherry picking. I'm going in order. And we've had no repeats. Uh, Becca Lou, almost no repeats. Becca Lou says, Reign of Fire. Did you see that? It's a dragon movie, I would assume. Dragon hunting. It was great. But did he like do his like Southern charming, like, you know, Texas boy shtick? Or did he like try to do a British accent or something? Mm, I'm trying to remember. I don't think it was either. Got I don't it. know, though. Got it. I'm, 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 I'm looking up his IMDb right now because he's been in so much stuff. So much stuff. Uh, old pal Jonathan Cooley says his performance in Frailty is so understated and haunting. Yeah, I was going to say that one. That's, yeah, big time. That's, that's good. All right. Uh, Eric, oh, this is fun. Eric uh, Torgensen says, I got to go with Buster Moon and sing. Probably the role I've seen the most because I have an eight-year-old. Did you ever see that one, Noel? Sing? It's an animated film uh, with a lot of songs that people sing. That was one of Ruby's very early movies, and it kind of fell off our radar. We haven't seen it uh, in, you know, probably three years. She saw that when she was like two. There's a sequel on the horizon for 2021. Sing two. Sing two. More singing. Sing again. (laughs) Keep singing. Still singing. Uh, Our old buddy Stellan Carlson is sort of cool on him. Says, I think most of his performances are just all right. All right. All right. Ah, get it? Uh Uh-huh. That was good. I liked him in... Just kidding. (laughs) I liked him in Dallas Buyers Club in that one scene where he's sort of like the cokey lawyer that sort of like teaches Leo DiCaprio how to like, you know... Dublow in the in the the uh, the whatever like lawyer fancy restaurant or whatever you know what I mean like it's, yeah, just, yeah. it's just a good quintessential like taking him under his wing kind of and making him as like a, a you know a skis bag kind of thing Thought skis bag yeah uh, Stellan likes Dallas Buyers Club though masterful perform- uh, performance he says. I have not seen it you, oh you still haven't seen that I haven't seen it I, I, I know why I just I, lately I just I don't go for the over-the-top, dramatic, heavy movies. I thought you just said the scene from Dallas Buyers Club. Where no, 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 I, I didn't, no, I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. I meant Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, okay. Wolf of Wall Street. That, that, okay, let me refresh. Sorry. That's the scene where he takes Leonardo DiCaprio, takes him for lunch, and asks me. He says, he says like, want a little tootski? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> classic, like, you know, southern yeah, skeezy said New York before. lawyer. Uh, Brandy McDonald said, love him in Days Confused, but I don't know if anyone could have done his role in A Time to Kill like he did. Oh, yeah. Forgot I, about that one, too. I, no? I always forget about those. Uh, what's that writer's name? Grisham. I don't Grisham. see those movies. Yeah, it's, it's not my thing. I'm but. not knocking them, but I just I don't usually. See. I saw The Firm back in the day, but mm-hmm. that was about it. Uh, my cousin was in the firm. Your cousin? Ooh. Yeah. Was it back? Yeah, the, it was shot in Memphis, and they mm. were in Memphis, and there's just... Uh, uh, a little shot. She's a background extra, but she filled the frame. Nice. It was that kind of thing? He was in was a, like a, a, a oh. distinct close up of my cousin with like a sparkler or something. Is that? Do you get extra cash for that if you fill the frame? Nah. Yeah. You got to say something. You got to say something. Yeah. You got to have a line or interact with a, a actor in some way. Like you get a bump even if you walk in and like hand someone a piece of copy paper or something. Got it. Like if you walk in and hand Matthew McConaughey a, a folio. 
then you get a little bump as an extra. So if, if she had handed somebody that sparkler, that would if have been different. If she would have handed Tom Cruise a sparkler, she would have gotten a bump. Got it. Got it. Correct. He was in a pretty <laughs> underappreciated, uh, maybe because it's bad. I, I remember liking it. A uh, horror sequel called Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Generation. Starring I think that might have been his first movie. Renee Zellweger? No. Yeah. No, this would have been after... After yeah, it was, it was both of their first films, I think, if oh, I'm not mistaken. Wow. Oh, maybe you're right. I guess it was yeah. uh, trying to get a year here on IMDb. 94, though. When was Dazed and Confused? It was that. I thought it was earlier than that. Well, it was right around there because I, I saw right. it toward the end of college. I guess you're right. He has like a robot leg or something, though, if I'm not mistaken. In in, uh, in real life? In, in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, <laughs> The Next Generation. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, Paul Legner says, really liked him in mud. When I watched it for the first time. That's another good one, Noel. Mm-hmm. He's been in a lot of really good movies. Mud was great. Did you see that? I have not, but I've heard it was wonderful, and it was definitely like a buzzy movie that year. Lenia Barnett, one of our old friends. It's a newer one, but I loved him in The Gentleman. Perfect role for him. I haven't even heard that. You know uh, that movie? The, the, ge- the Gentleman? The Gentleman. No. Or The Gentleman. Who knows? Oh, shit. Do you remember Killer Joe? Oh, yeah, Killer Joe I saw as a play, actually. Um, it's It was written by, what's his it's face? Tracy Letts, right? Yeah, was or it? Or is it? No, hold on a second. It was. Uh... I know who it was, but uh, Aaron Huey Mizell, one of our oldest of friends, says definitely not Killer Joe. That chicken drumstick scene was distressing. Uh huh. I loved Killer Joe. I mean, it's out there. You really got to be up for that kind of movie. Totally. But I thought it was a lot like a lot of fun. You're right. It was Tracy Letts and William Friedkin directed it of uh, of The Exorcist fame. Um, I didn't see yeah, the movie, but it, I did it see the not play. Unlike The Exorcist. <laughs> In some ways, it was great. Oh, here we go. I forgot about this too. A little cameo in uh, Tropic Thunder. Michael McCord says Ben Stiller's agent in Tropic Thunder. I don't think he's made me laugh more. He's. I mean, there's nothing about that movie that doesn't crack me up. It's really funny though. Like that movie is one of the only movies where someone gets a pass, kind of, for doing a blackface ish scenario because it's such high satire and knows right. exactly what it's doing and sure could you take it out of context and blast it on the internet and say you know uh robert well, Downey jr fun of is canceled blackface <laughs> of course they were but what i'm yeah. saying is out of context sure that's exactly the kind of thing that cancel culture could like glom onto but that hasn't happened and i think that's interesting yeah i mean that movie had many not pc things going on in it but it's such layered uh, satire that you can't, yeah, like, you, it, it, it knows what it's doing, you know? Yeah, people, we can't lose satire. Come no. on. I'm all about doing the right thing, but we can't lose satire. Let me ask you this, though. I've been having this conversation lately. Like, uh, some, uh, we had a really great interview on stuff that I want you to know with this fantastic journalist named Jake Hanrahan, who does a podcast for us called um, Q Clearance. And it's about QAnon and that whole crazy conspiracy mm-hmm. theory thing. And he used the term that I hadn't really heard before, but that we're living in a post-truth society. Um, the idea that like the very notion of truth is kind of questionable. Yeah. <laughs> it's difficult to quantify when people just don't care. Um, and, and along with that comes the la- the loss of impact of comedy and satire. Sure. And it's because it's really difficult to make fun of something when it in and of itself is its own parody. It's so over the top and ridiculous. How do you feel about that? Like just the idea of like, is satire impossible? this day and age well i don't think it's impossible as long as you you can do it people might yell and scream about it but uh yeah you got to be able to 
I mean, satire is one of the, it's one of my favorite kinds of comedy because it's funny and you're also making a very subversive statement about something. And it also flies over the heads of dum-dums. Yep. Uh, and that's, that's my favorite kind of comedy. I think. Totally. It's, it's intelligent. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was you. reading the onion in high school, you know, it was, uh, it was always sort of part of my world. Yeah. Oh, same. Yeah. And then that, you know, now we're in a, in a world where, uh, regular headlines, uh, feel like onion headlines. You know? I saw one the other day, an onion headline about the, the vote that said that had a picture of a guy, like a militia dope, um, standing right behind a guy that was voting in the voting booth. And it said, voter intimidation is not a real thing. Uh, the militia man whispered in the ear of the man casting his vote. <laughs> right. Right. I love it. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for the eligible bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of us. We're figuring out. 
And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, Austin Debsky, one of our oldest friends, said he's come so far as an actor, but to me, he'll always be the shirtless, for no reason, rom-com star, failure to launch. Hey, you listen, man, if you want a, a, a fun little romantic comedy and you want to turn your brain off and be charmed by a couple of good looking people, watch failure to launch, watch, uh, uh, what's the fucking one with, uh, Goldie Hawn's daughter, <laughs> not 10 things I hate about you. Uh, it's something ew, like, that. come on, Noel. Uh, I had it in front of me. It was something conversations about one thing. Uh, d- uh, <laughs> oh, man. Everyone's yelling. I'm so sorry, everyone. Wait, where is it? Where is it? Here's Kate Go- Hudson. Ghosts of Girlfriends Past was one. No. <laughs> no, but that's the, in that same world. There was uh, Fool's well, Gold. Fool's Gold. To... No, that's the other one that he made with her. Yeah, she's in that one. That's okay. All right. Uh, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. There you go. There you go. I knew there was a 10 in there. Um, you know, that movie is what it is, but it's kind of fun. She's charming. He's charming. How to lose it's not great. It's not days. great filmmaking, but you know what? I like a, I like a little brainless rom-com every now and then, Noel. How am I not Sue seeing me. I'm not seeing that on his list. How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days? No. Sure, he's the guy. Are you sure? He played Ben. Did, did she lose I him I even remember his character's days? name. How many days did it take for her to lose him? And I don't know spoilers. <laughs> It's the premise is... You're damn right. That is him. Huh? Of course. Uh, that This uh, Kate Hudson, I believe, is a, a magazine writer and is tasked with um, dating a guy and then, I think, breaking up with him in 10 days. Or no, no, no. Getting him to break up with her in 10 days by being, like, super clingy and being all these things that supposedly guys don't like. And, you know, you can guess how that one turns out. Yeah, there's that other one where uh, Drew Barrymore had to play. It was called Never Been Kissed, and she had to play like fake herself sure. into high school to write yeah, a yeah. piece about what it's like dating in high school. That it, was fun. It was fun. I tell you, though, uh, it's not on his. I know he's in it. I'm not questioning that. I'm not questioning the nature of reality, but it's funny. It's not on his IMDb filmography. What? Yeah. Oh, Noel, don't lie. Came out in 2003. We've got. Oh, there it is. Sorry. Okay. Move on. There it is. <laughs> I thought there was a conspiracy afoot Like he was trying to erase this film from the internet Alright, let's just do a couple of more uh, Todd Frederick says this Check out Tiptoes From 2003 You know what? If I'm not mistaken Yes, I went to the rap party for that Did I ever tell the story, Noel? No, God, no About my know. Matthew McConaughey experience? No, Peter Dinklage is in it though Holy shit So here's, here's the deal My buddy Scotty, who's been on the show You know Scotty Yeah he uh, worked as a camera assistant on Tiptoes. This is when we all lived in L.A. together. And Matthew McConaughey was in it. Gary Oldman was in it. Um, uh, Kate Beckinsale, I think. A couple yep. of other people. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Patricia Arquette. Peter Dinklage. And I went to the rap party with Scotty. So it was at this bar in Los Feliz where we lived in our neighborhood. Scotty lived right down the street. And so we walked down there. Um, kind of a, a interesting party for a couple of reasons. One is Ron Jeremy was there. Oh, tight. And sitting in a booth, Ron Jeremy was sitting in a booth with the uh, the little person 
from Twin Peaks. Uh, I believe his name was Michael Mike Anderson or uh-huh. Michael Anderson. Oh, wow. Cool. He was sitting in Ron Jeremy's lap. That's about the most L.A. thing ever. Most L.A. Time. story you could ever tell, right? Yeah. And I went over to Ron Jeremy and actually spoke to him because I was kind of drunk. And I said, uh, I said, Mr. Jeremy, I just want to come over and say hello. Shook his hand. And he said, hey, you want a, you want a lady? You want a girl here? And I went, what do you mean? He said, do you want a girl here? I said, uh, I don't know. And he said, because they're giving them out like raffle tickets. And then he went, smell the breeze. I'll never forget it, Noel. I will never forget that moment. It was amazing. Smell the breeze. And then the dude from Twin Peaks said it all backwards, right? Yeah, he went, raffle. It was very, very funny. So then end of the night comes. I can't believe I never told this story. Maybe I have. No, I've never heard it. Uh, my buddy Scotty sends over a couple of uh, tequila shots or sends over a tequila shot to Matthew McConaughey. And he kind of looks down at us and like, you know, gives us the old, all right, all right. And we all took our shots without like approaching one another. He's 10 feet across the room. Then after the thing, there was a parking lot scene and we go to Matthew McConaughey, who was talking to other people. And Scotty invites him to go back to the apartment to smoke some weed. And he declines and is a little weirded out. And I, I was like, I think he recognized you, Scotty, as the tequila guy. And now you're trying to get him to go back to the apartment. I was like, I think he might think like you're hitting on him or something. Oh, wow. It's <laughs> like, I couldn't really tell. And then the most Matthew McConaughey thing that's ever happened, Noel, happens at the end of the night. Party disperses from the parking lot. We are walking up the street towards Scotty's apartment and probably... 300 feet up the road from the bar, we see Matthew McConaughey walking by himself on the sidewalk. A car full of girls, young women, pulls up and stops. We hear the window roll down and yap, 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 yap. Him kind of lean down and look in. And then do you know what happened, Noel? He got in the car. (laughs) He got in that fucking car and left. And that's it, dude. That was like the most Matthew McConaughey thing ever. And I don't think these were girls from the party either. I think they were just riding down the road in Los oh, Feliz. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're like, oh my God, you're Matthew McConaughey. And he, I'm sure, said, do you girls want a party? Yeah. <laughs> and so I can't imagine what happened after then. They either just had some good old clean fun or, you know. You know, some filthy fun. Um, some filthy fun. <laughs> Wait, what bar was it in Los Feliz? Oh, I don't remember. It was um, it wasn't one of the good bars. Okay. It was one of these weird restaurants that had a big back room with got a it. bar, got it, got and it. they could kind of rent it out. Yeah, it wasn't the Dresden. No, it wasn't the Dresden or the drawing room or anything. Yeah, Great. Cool. So yeah, that's my Matthew McConaughey story. That was worth every penny, um, and it was smell free. the breeze. Noel. Mm-hmm. Smell the breeze. Very Hollywood night. Oh, wow. uh, all right, we're going to finish up with stream this. Uh, really quickly, Emily, uh, we needed some brainless fun over the past week. She had never seen the final two Avengers movies. Her deal with that is she, she enjoys those movies, but she will never seek them out. I have to be like, Hey, you should watch this. You'd like it. So we watched Thor Ragnarok Shazam and the final two Avengers movies over the past like two weeks. And she really liked them all Mm -hmm. and had a good time. Uh, we also filled a hole because we wanted to watch something kind of classic that we've never seen. And we watched the movie Moonstruck. I can't believe I'd never seen it. Great, great early Nicolas Cage. He's so, so good in it. And Cher is fantastic. Really great, great movie. And then we're just barreling through uh, Schitt's Creek still. Love Schitt's Creek. 
been streaming that one myself. I, I th- Moonstruck came up for me recently, I think because of Pretty Woman, maybe. Because I hadn't seen that. And it's maybe in the same ilk uh, genre as that. It is. Moonstruck is a little more substantial, I think. Okay. That's just okay. my take. Got it. But uh, yeah. So um, I, I, I also would like to see Moonstruck. I mean, if you want early, um, great over-the-top Nicolas Cage, then Moonstruck is for you. It's really, really great performance. Cool. Uh, uh, and my problem with shits and all, love it, love it, love it, but I hate to complain about actors because you never know when someone might be listening, but the 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 couple of side characters I think are fairly weak actor-wise. The, the black ink-bearded guy that she does road work with. Oh, Sure. With, with, it's clearly really a bad. fake beard too, right? When you, it looks so. I mean, he looks like he swam through octopus ink or something. Right. Like it looks so phony. I don't know if it's fake. It looks very phony. Well, but he he eventually you know shaves it, and that becomes a, a comedic moment. And well, I don't know anything about that, Noel. So don't spoil it. Oh, okay. I don't know how far you are in it. Uh, it's not that far though. I'm, I'm only in like maybe the second season. Um, I'm in season one. Okay. Um, I, I'm not, I'm, you're not wrong, but I also don't think he needs to be. He's almost like a straight man character. Like he, the, 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 the humor comes from him being immovably square kind of, he you kind know of bugs mean? me though, I think. And then the other, the, the Ted, the, uh, the veterinarian, I don't know how long he sticks around, but he's in season one and he kind of bugs too. I just same, don't think they're very same role, same type though. You know what I mean? They're yeah. meant to play their like relative normalcy is meant to play yeah. off of the absurdity of uh, what's her face of who, who they're both kind of dating. Um, I, I, I enjoy the show. I, I'm with you though. There's, there's some things about it that aren't perfect, but I, I think it's overall like a really nice show. It make, it gives me a certain amount of like comfort in the way the office did. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I really dig it. Like, these are friends. Mm-hmm. Boy, Catherine O'Hara. I mean, everyone's great, but she's just... When she has license to just go for it, uh, uh, she gets really silly, and I love it. Have you seen the one where she does the wine commercial yet? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've laughed, like, by myself in my home. Uh, you know you know how it's like laughing can be a little performative. You do it maybe more when you're around people, or it's, uh, uh, yeah. you know, contagious. But at the end, when she's, like, drunk and doing it, I was just laughing my ass off by myself like a crazy oh person. Uh, and that's when I knew, okay, this is fucking good. That scene was so good. So good. Oh, man. I liked it before she got drunk. When no, that's she was great, too. That's great. To nail it. Yeah. It was just getting, like, words slightly wrong. Well, especially because it's, it's all based around the pomp and circumstance of like filming a thing and like yeah. okay everyone on their marks okay last looks okay and action and the camera yeah. pushes in and it's very <laughs> it's meant to be timed out just right yeah that adds a lot to <laughs> it so fucking funny man uh what else you've been watching Noel? i have been just blasting my way through and I, I watched season two of this when it was originally on but the fargo television series um oh, okay where which, are you i i'm all i've seen it all now except for i'm i'm current with the new season but um i hadn't seen the billy bob season oh, and God, good so lord that character he plays it's like a he's just the most like d- demonic kind of like supernaturally evil villain of all time and i just love it lauren malvo is his name i think if, if it even is his name but um goddamn, what a great show every season has its own thing there's a nice extended universe connectivity to it but you don't have to have that if you don't want it um it's just so genius it's that guy noah hawley 
who yeah. like you know wrote most of them i think if not all of them um and directed some but he's did that show legion as well and he's written a lot of novels and he's obviously just masterful at this and at adapting pre-existing stuff because legion was based on a comic book as well but um i, I just love it I, I just think it's so good so well done I, th- I think my favorite season was the one with kirsten dunst yeah me too um, yep. But I mean, they're, they're, those first two are great. I haven't seen the new season yet because I've heard bad things and I don't want to ruin it, but I guess I should. How far along are you? In the new season? Yeah. Uh, I've only seen through episode two, so I'm not, I wouldn't even say I'm exactly current, but I'm going to watch it. But no, I got to turn off my fridge. You keep talking for a minute. You hear that noise? Yeah, man. What is that? Is that, oh, that's your little mini fridge that, 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 that gets a little cantankerous from time to time. Let's see what do we need? No, Snacks. you weren't talking to people. You're supposed to entertain. Everyone. I'm doing my. I was talking about your mini fridge, and then I was, you know, I, 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 was, I was just. Uh, so you've been watching uh, Fargo. Been Anything watching. Else? Been watching Fargo. Um, before we. Uh, before yeah, we wrap. Well, I'm trying to think if there's any. Yes, there have been other things. Been watching Shit's Creek. I've been watching that new that Letterman interview show. Uh, my next mm, guest yeah. needs no introduction. Um, it's nice. Like I did, I it wasn't really didn't appeal to me right off. And I watched the one with Obama, and um, he he always has a segment where he sort of takes it a little deeper and he goes to a place and talks to a person either connected to the main person that he's talking to or somewhere adjacent. And he talks to John Lewis and walks across the Pettus bridge, you know, with him, which is mm. the historic, you know, site of the bloody Sunday where the, the cops just beat the shit out of all these peaceful protesters. And it was just very poignant and, you know, felt very connected to what's going on now. And um, it was nice to see, you know, a guy who could f- formulate complete sentences who used to be the president. Um, it was good. <laughs> yeah. And Dave is great, man. He's uh he's very quick and, and you know, uh, just legend. There's something was- about the format of a late show. That's so sticky and mm-hmm. everything has to be kind of quick and like moving along. And it's yeah. nice to see him this get to great. lean into an interview and sort of like really drink it in and take his time as opposed to just like trying to blast through these segments before commercial break. Uh, yeah. And he seems to be enjoying himself too. It's great. I love it. All right, Noel. Well, that's it for episode one. We're going to get another one in the can right after this. But thank you all for listening. Uh, Keep the faith. Keep your chin up. Go out in the world and make something great. That's what I say. Mm -hmm. Movie Crash is produced and written by Charles Bryant and Noel Brown. Edited and engineered by Seth Nicholas Johnson and scored by Noel Brown here in our home studio at Ponce Market, Atlanta, Georgia for iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. 
Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.